Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Let me be the last one to say Happy New Year because you probably have heard it already. Already. I was going to say one of the hardest things about a new year is um, writing 2023 on your checks. But then I was realizing, like, nobody writes checks. Do you, who still writes checks? So you're the person I stand behind in the grocery store line? No, I'm just kidding. I still write checks. Yeah. So 2023, well, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Good to have you in the house. You guys uh, really surprised me. I have to be real. A real pastoral moment right here. I was thinking it was going to be Pastor Marcy and Annie and the worship team this morning. And, and um, your faithfulness blows me out of the water. Now, I heard last week was Christmas. And there's, we had Christmas in the house. And I haven't even followed up. Pastor Cindy, I apologize. I didn't even call and say, hey, how did Christmas service go on Christmas Day? Soup and salad? You guys all able to come? Who came? Christmas Day? Awesome. Very cool. We love having uh, Adult and Teen Challenge in the house. If you're a part of Adult and Teen Challenge, would you raise your hand this morning? Love you all. I remember way back in the day, you know, a lot of times when you guys come, today I took the chairs off the side just for you guys to make you sit in here in the middle with us. Um, I, I remember way back in the day when you guys first started hanging out with us, um, you know, I'm, I'm a brand new pastor and I was a little intimidated and I never wanted to, like I was, I remember the one service I was like, it was a pretty hard topic, you know, it was, you know, we were just talking about some very difficult things. I said, man, if I look over their way, they're going to think I'm talking to them. And I was, and I was kind of that self-conscious thing. So I personally didn't, wasn't looking over there that whole, almost that whole time. And then I heard afterwards, like, I don't think Pastor Kevin likes us because <laughs> he wasn't looking our way. But I'm, just, I'm looking. I'm telling you, I'm looking at you now because I love y'all. I really do. And I love what God's doing in your lives. And um, the step of faith that you guys have taken, phew, way more than most of us in this room, to step out and say, you know what, I'm going to give up a year and I'm going to really follow Jesus. And I'm going to step into a new place. That's huge. It's huge. And the miracles that we're seeing, that we hear in the testimony. If you, get, if you haven't church, RCC, if you haven't got to know these men, you need to get to know these men. And hear the miracles. The little, literally, I remember two months ago, one of our guys was ready to leave because there's family drama going on. But if he left, it was going to be even more drama, right? And, then, and just to watch and wait and see what God did in that man's family. Salvation to his house. Lives changed because of his commitment to follow Jesus. It's amazing. It's really amazing. So get to know these men. They're incredible men. In fact, RCC, we're going to, can we pray? If you're, a, if you're a teen challenge, I'm going to put you on the spot, you know, because I love you, right? Um, so I'm going to ask you to stand. If you're a teen challenge, adult and teen challenge, would you stand? And church, let's pray. Can you extend your hands to them? God, we are calling on you this morning. And we thank you that you are the same God that we read about in the Bible. That you are a wonder-working God. And so we pray that you would continue to do wonders in these men's lives. Lord, I pray for a steadfastness. I pray for that courage that you spoke to Joshua, to be strong and courageous, to finish well, 
Not to take shortcuts, not to cheat, not to hide away, but to finish strong in the light, in your light, Jesus. And we thank you for their men, these men, and we thank you for their families. Lord, as they have committed to you, Lord, may the blessing of their commitment to you overflow like honey from a rock. <laughs> Miraculous. Doesn't even make sense to us, but it would overflow into their families' lives, Lord, that you do so much um, while they're here in this place. Do much in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you all. If you loved worshiping with these guys Thursday night, um, once a month, it's even better than what you just experienced for 20 minutes. We just love spending time with Jesus, and, and God does a lot of the great things. Well, it is New Year's Day, and I was praying, okay, God, so what are we going to do for Christmas? And we uh, gave families the Sunday off, and then some of you guys came last week. I'm like, okay, God, so what are we going to do for New Year's? We can't take two weeks off of church, and so what are we going to do? And you know what I really felt the Lord say? I want you to pray as a church. And I was like, God, we don't come together to pray. This is the American church. We come in and we listen to a few songs. We listen to some short guy up front who doesn't tuck in his shirt. You missed it. Christmas Eve, I tucked in my shirt. Okay. <laughs> it's your own fault for missing it. You got to wait another 300 plus days before that happens again. Unless you're getting married or you won't see it if I'm doing a memorial service for you or for me. So we won't see it. So the Lord said, I want you to pray. And it's not something that we normally do on a Sunday morning. We normally do the American church thing. We come together and we listen to some songs. We Try to participate and sing if we can sing. We make a joyful noise, the Bible says. And then you, we literally open our Bibles and you listen to me share the things that God has put on my heart. And I think there's a value in that, yes. But in an honest moment, I don't think that's church. Because the Bible says that when we come together, we all have gifts that we bring. Not just Pat who makes amazing coffee, Where's Pat? Is she in the house? There she is. Yeah. Okay. You know, we all have gifts. She's on, well, that's because uh, it's New Year's morning. Yeah, that's right. You might need a couple more pots going here. Okay. And so this is what we're going to do this morning. I mean, we have the privilege to pray, right? The fact that we have a God in heaven who created with just words, what we see and what we experience. He is the one who invites us to come to him and to pray and spend time with him. It's communicating. You know, people say, well, I don't know how to pray. I can't pray out loud. Well, just rest assured, you're not going to have to pray out loud this morning unless you want to. God, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Well, you just have a conversation. It's just literally that Simple, and it might just be, God, I need you. And you might repeat it yourself, God, I need you. God, I need you now. God, I need you now. God, I need you now. Right? That is prayer. And so I have a few passages of scriptures that I, I popped open um, as we were doing this. You know, Jesus came to save us and um, to make us whole. 
And he experienced everything that we experienced. And Hebrews 4 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest, that is Jesus, who ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest, who is Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Anybody have weaknesses? Don't raise your hand. Because it's, as soon as you woke up this morning, guess what? You had weaknesses. We don't have a God who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with what? With confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Prayer is an everyday thing. Philippians chapter 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Anybody anxious? Don't raise your hand because many of us. Don't be anxious about anything but in every situation. Not in some situations, but in every situation. By what? By prayer and our petitions. And with thanksgiving, we present our request to God. And when we do that, what does he do? What is his promise here? Verse 7, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will do what? It will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Anybody need your mind guarded? Anybody just have, like, you're doing something, your mind just goes off? That's me. I need my mind guarded. Anybody feels like you've been hurt and you, you, God, you guard my heart. God is the one who does that. And he does that in Christ. Prayer is, a, is our way as believers to fight. I was watching a show last night uh, with my wife and um, Heather, and there's this part where this, uh, the wife was kind of being, being threatened by this bully guy. And the husband stepped in with this, you know, he was going to take this guy out. And I was like, that would be me. I'd take that, you know, I would fight. I would do whatever it takes. But as believers, we don't fight in the flesh. We don't pick up sticks and go out and start knocking people around and beating, beating people over the head with our Bibles. That has happened. That has happened throughout history. Look, look it up, church. It has happened. You're not going to believe in Jesus? Then I'm going to kill you. That happened. Okay? <laughs> not effective evangelism right there. Lasting evangelism. So... Paul tells us that prayer is our way to fight in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So Paul says that our, our battle is not with one another, but our battle is with what we don't see. We don't see it, but that's who we fight and that's who we battle. But before we battle, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to suit up. Suit up and show up, right, Tammy? That's Tammy's little sign, her thing. Suit up and show up. Yeah. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all 
the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions, even on New Year's Day, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the people. I've been a believer in Jesus for a long time. I've listened to Jesus music for a long, long time. So I go way back to when I got saved in the 70s. But I was thinking of 90s Christian music this week. Anybody saved, knew Jesus in the 90s? A few of you? A few of you? Any favorite artists, music, music, musicians, bands in the 90s? Who? DC Talk. Yeah, DC Talk was in the 90s. Okay. Newsboys. Anybody else? Stephen Curtis Chapman. He was one of my favorites. I've seen him like four or five times. Brian Duncan. Sweet comfort man. Carmen. Wow, you're going. Woo. Okay, well, so one of my favorite guys back in the 90s, probably goes back to the 80s, but he did sing in the 90s as well, was this guy named Wayne Watson. Anybody familiar with Wayne Watson? He has a song, and it just reminded me this week, uh, and the song is called When God's People Pray. And I got to thinking, you know, I haven't listened to that song in, well, in the 90s were a long time ago, like 30 years ago. That's the revelation I had. I was thinking, like, when's the last time I heard that song? Oh, the 90s. Yeah, like a couple years ago. And then I realized, 30 years ago, I heard this song, When God's People Pray. And this is the, this is the lyrics. Trouble knocking on my window pane, stormy weather at my door, and the outlook of the day ahead is like the day before. People tell you praying changes things, but... The words don't stop the fear, and the prayer is only pious rambling without a father's ear. He will not turn away when his people pray. Hopeless situations turn around, dilemma passes by and by. Look, there's never-ending field of blue past your cloudy sky. He alone can know the need in me. Before a single word begins, the Holy Spirit intercedes for me. I will trust in him. And this is the chorus. When God's people pray and take the pains of earth to the doors of heaven. When God's people pray, there is hope reborn, there is sin forgiven. And miracles you can't explain away when God's people pray. So what are we going to do today? We're going to pray as a church. And I asked the Lord, I said, so what do you want us to pray for? Because if you're like me, when you say prayer, I was like, I don't know. You know, I can pray for... My mom, my mom's, <laughs> you know, I could, you know. And so the Lord says, this is what we're going to pray for. We're going to pray for the church. The church is under attack. I don't know if you know that right now. Pastors dropping like, dropping like flies right now, okay? Moral failure, but also a lot of pastors just quitting. They're just done. We're going to pray for our families, I don't know about you, but um, God is stirring in our families. Um, we need to continue to pray for our, our, our immediate family, but also our extended family. We're going to pray for our community.
We need to pray for our schools, our education. I don't know if you guys follow what's going on and what's being taught in our schools right now. It is not good. It is about as far from godly teaching as you can be. But God's not done in our schools, I don't believe. So God's people need to pray. This is a tough one for many right now, as we need to pray for our government. What does the Bible say our responsibility as believers is? We're supposed to pray for our leaders. And those guys that wrote that in the Bible were being persecuted by those leaders. They would actually be put to death by the ones they were praying for. It doesn't change the mandate from, from heaven. We need to pray. And so there's scripture passages on all these here. We're going to put on some soft, quiet music, just really soft in the background. And we're just going to ask you to, this is your opportunity. You get to get up out of your chairs at church and kind of walk around. We have chairs set up in sections. You don't have to sit in those chairs. You can stand. You can pray quietly. You can pray out loud. You can whisper your prayers. When you come up front and pray for the church, we have our communion. It is the first Sunday of the year. We have communion this morning. So just help yourself to this. And maybe, Annie, we can grab a little. Well, there's garbage cans in the back corner. There's a garbage can there and a garbage can there and exit right there. Okay? All right. So we're going to pray this morning as, as a church, and it's probably 20 minutes or so. Just kind of give you a heads up, maybe 25, 25 minutes. What? What am I going to do for 25 minutes? We have five stations. That doesn't take long, really. And we want to ask God to intervene in his church and to be the God of his church. And there's crazy stuff happening in the church right now. We're going to get into it in the next few weeks, in the next months, as we get back into Second Peter, but, man, churches are, are leaving. They're not even teaching the Bible. They're teaching what culture is telling them what to teach. And it's some ugly stuff. It doesn't make sense. So we need to pray. Please read the passages of Scripture. If you want copies of this, I'm sure we can get you copies. Not today. It's a holiday. I'm not going to ask my staff to work today even though they're here anyways. Um, but we'll get you copies of these if you want. These are going to be up for a few weeks. I don't know how we're going to get into that door over there, but we'll figure that out. Okay. All right? So can I just release you to pray? Just walk around. You don't have to pray. Just pick one and pray, and then just move around this morning. Can you do that? Sorry if you read the headlines. Or actually just open your eyes and look outside what's going on in our world. Uh, for me, sometimes it's paralyzing. It's like, man, I don't even know where to start. And I was talking to my mom as we were praying for the church. And um, it really starts with prayer, just asking God. God, would you? Talking to Mitch, and he was saying, Man, if we just really focus our prayers on family, wouldn't all these other one areas just take care of themselves or just trickle down into those areas? So my prayer is that you connected with Jesus this morning and that, that he's given you a heart for the world that he's placed you in. You know, Jesus said that when he left this place, I'm going to prepare a place for you. But he did leave us here, and we are here 
And my belief is that he has prepared this place for this place for us as well. The things that we walk through, the things that we are going to walk through in 2023, he's prepared those for us. Amazing? Yes, we hope. Difficult? Yes, because we live in a broken world this side of heaven. So I want to encourage you to pray for the church. Pray for families. Pray for community. Pray for our schools. And pray for our government. That God would just be honored in all the, all the above. Amen? Amen? Let's pray one more time together. Lord, we thank you that you are the same God that we read about, that we hear about, that you do not change. And so we call on your name this morning on behalf of your church. God, that we would return to you, our first love. That we would stop doing what we think we're supposed to be doing, and we would do what you want us to do. And that requires us stopping and listening and hearing your heart for the communities that you placed us in, the families that you placed us in. So we do lift up our families to you, God. The ones that we see often and the ones we hardly ever see, the ones we don't even know. And God, for our community, for our neighbors for our co-workers, for first responders, God, for those who don't even have a home. And would you be the Lord of our schools and our colleges? God, would your, your truth. Jesus said, you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through you. God, that you would be truth in our schools. Bring revival through our kids, Jesus. We're not going to pray for the top down. God, we're going to pray from the bottom up. God, turn the hearts of your children back to you, God. And may that change our schools. And Lord, we lift up our government officials, Jesus. Lord, your word says that you hold the king's way in your hand and you direct it. Lord, we pray, would you direct them? Would you speak? Would you silence all the other voices and it would be your voice that they hear? Or for our local governments, our state governments, and our federal government, Lord. Give our judges wisdom to rule according to your word not according to culture, not according to bias, not according to opinion, but by your word, God, for justice to prevail. Lord, we don't know what 2023 is going to look like, but what we do know is you are here with us right now, and you will be here with us in 2023. So we trust you. We lean on you, and when we do that, you will make our path straight. In Jesus' name, the church said, amen. amen. Well, amen. Well, thanks for coming out on a New Year's Day.
We're uh, glad to be together. If you haven't had a chance to take communion, we'll leave this up here for a little bit longer. And uh, thank you for being here. All right. God bless.